Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's not your mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, 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 it is another episode of DDP Radio live right here at ddpradio.com. As always, my name is Michael G. Mullins. We are broadcasting live from the DDP Radio Megaplex right here in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. And as usual... I pull my very expensive Rolls Royce into the VIP spots. I have the three supermodels help me out of my car and escort me down the red carpet and up to the stairs of the Megaplex. They escort me onto the elevator. I get a shoulder rub all the way to the top floor of the top part of the top part of the building in all of North Carolina. And you know what? I don't even feel like climbing to the roof. I elevate to the roof. I just Chris Angel it. Just elevate over the skyline. (laughs) of the Raleigh, North Carolina city skyline, and I elevate all the way up like like I'm some kind of superhero or deity. And I look to the great white north, and in that great white north, there's a light. There's a light flashing. And that's where I know Crystal is ready to receive the power of DDP radio into Canada and blast it all into every corner of the world. Crystal, hello. Hello. Have you been drinking mouthwash? <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I get that a lot. Whoa. See, people often <laughs> ask me because I'm so out of my mind. They're like, I'm concerned that you might be on drugs. And then when they don't realize I'm not on drugs, then they get really <laughs> concerned because they realize this is my baseline. And they're. <laughs> oh, man. Been one of those days, but you know what? I was dragging ass, dragging ass to get to this point here tonight, to get to the point where we do the show. Um, you know, I've just been one of those days, you know, runny nose, run down, and just the weather's kind of cool and damp. And it's just one of those blah days. And I've been, I've been waiting. I've been waiting to get on DDP radio because that's my shot of espresso. And it always makes me feel better once I get on here and talk to everybody and talk to yourself. So uh, I'm ready to do this. How are you? Uh, I'm good. And I'm fully convinced that you're going to be feeling so much better after this because tonight we have not only one Canuck, we have two. So that should pretty much, you know, cure anything that's ailing you is two Canadians in the house. I didn't sign (laughs) off on this. What's going on here? Um, I vetoed. 
finally they realize who the real powers that be are at DDP Radio. <laughs> right. All right. Well, you teased it up there. Yeah. You, you, now you gotta you gotta follow through and let us know what's up. Obviously, you've picked us another great episode here tonight for the DDP Radio Warrior of the Week. Uh, like I say, every week you work very hard at getting these schedules out here, getting these shows booked all the way. We're almost even booked into 2023. That's how proactive you are and uh, <laughs> how awesome you are at this. So I'm going to let you, without any further ado, I mean, you know, they never, is there any further ado? I always say without further ado, but do I actually have further ado at my disposal? Um, but <laughs> anyways... No. <laughs> so, Crystal, let's announce our yeah. Warrior of the Week. Okay, so this week's Warrior of the Week is my friend, Aaron Coker. And I took the time to really look into all this, and everybody was jumping up and down. So I have picked Aaron to be this week's Warrior of the Week. So when you look in the mirror, what is the first thing you see? Are you quick? to point out what is wrong or something you don't like. Are you breaking your own spirit? Take a deep breath. Okay, so we all have things that we can work on or improve. Um, We all know the things that make us feel horrible or bad. We are not saying change is going to be easy. It never is. Worthwhile change feels like swimming against the current at first. You are and always have been worth the effort and everyone starts at the exact same place around here and that's the beginning. DDPY is blessed to know many, many warriors and the individual success stories are so different from each other. They they all wanted or needed change but it started with them and a decision. Welcome, Aaron, to the show tonight and are excited to hear his story and the courage to start and not stop because things get challenging. A, first, a finished line isn't just something that signifies that your current race is over. Success in this program is never a sprint. It's always been about endurance. Please welcome Aaron to the show. Hey, guys. How's it going tonight? Uh, thank you for Hi. that warm welcome. You, you just brought tears to my eyes there, Crystal. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, Crystal, that was that was awesome. I feel like people should hire you for, like, valedictorian speeches or something. That was really well done. Thank you. No, I'm not doing that either. <laughs> Hey, it's big money uh, in that. No, in all seriousness, you know, thank, thanks for having me on, guys. I've been looking forward to this uh, for quite a while now. So, it's great. Uh, I know, I know you think you're you're cold, uh, you know, down south there, uh, Mike. But uh, try coming up to Canada there, bud. <laughs> See, uh, well, first of all, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. And, and I'm originally from New England, right over the border. Um, and okay. I moved down to North Carolina about eight years ago, and I have lost any kind of callus for the cold. Like 65, and I'm shivering. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know what that is in uh, in American, so. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, I always forget that there's a conversion. With, I, we're speaking worldwide here, so I'll, uh, that was Fahrenheit, but I know it's different where you guys are. But um, we appreciate uh, you coming on here, man. And, and uh, you know, we always we always start off with a uh, with a warrior, the origin story. And uh, every warrior, every superhero needs an origin story. You want to catch everyone up on what got you to this point uh, in the in where you decided to take that plunge to DDPY and, and change and own your life? Uh, yeah, man, absolutely. Um, so this really started, uh, I want to say, 18-plus years ago. Um, you know, in my early 20s, I was working at a steel plant, um, and I was one of those guys, I was invincible. You know, I was, uh, in, I was a material handler, and instead of using the cranes and forklifts, I'd carry everything, you know, and I'd, I'd hop up on top of the trucks and, and I was jumping off, and um, I always had the drivers tell me, you know what, you're going to hurt your back one day. Something's going to happen. I'm like, no, nah, I'm 20. I'm invincible. you got to be kidding me, right? Um, so fast forward a few years, and sure enough, um, started getting in excruciating pain. Um, I, I never knew really what it was from. Uh, I got to the point I, I could barely walk. I was missing work. Um, I had to have my fiancé, uh, you know, help me put socks on. That's how bad it got. Um, so finally, uh, she convinced me to go and uh, see a specialist. Um, so I did. And six years ago, um, I actually had spinal surgery. So I didn't know how bad my back actually was. Um, to put it this way, I was rushed into surgery within about two and a half, three weeks. Uh, so it, it was pretty bad. Um, and then, uh, you know, kind of going from there, the pain never subsided. Um, and, uh, you know, enter drinking, um, which is really what my story is all about is overcoming addiction. Um, it, it took me years to realize that I was borderline alcoholic. Um, and once I finally had the courage to actually say that and admit it, uh, is when everything changed. Um, you know, I, uh, the only time I was sober was when I was at work basically, um, you know, and even half the time then, I, I'd still have travelers. You know, it's, uh, you know, I'd have a beer or two on the way home and get home and start drinking more. Um, it just, it, it didn't stop. And uh, when I finally realized that and, you know, understood, hey, you know what, something's got to change. I'm not happy with myself. Um, you know, I, I put on a ton of weight. I was still in pain. Uh, I want to say at my heaviest, I was probably 275. I, I never stepped on a scale. I have no idea. Um, but I'd have 18 tall boys of, you know, real Canadian beer, like, every night. And I thought it was normal. I didn't think, <laughs> didn't think anything was wrong, you know. Um, and, you know, I'd get to work. I'd be hungover, feeling like crap. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's, you know, I'd heard about uh, – um, DDPY and heard that it was, you know, it could help my back and I still wasn't interested. And this was, you know, six, seven years ago. Um, and uh, it was only in the last uh, year that I really started to embrace it and give it a shot. And I guess it was two years now, but uh, I was still drinking. So sure, I was getting stronger, more flexible, but nothing was changing and I was still unhappy. So enter COVID. <laughs> Um, you know, it, COVID changed a lot of people's lives and it, uh, it definitely changed mine for the better when I got it because I got sick and so sick that I didn't even want a beer, which was just astronomical to me. 
I even tried. And I'm like, nope, that's not happening. I'm going to bed for three days. Um, and I did. And after four days, I recovered. And so, you know what? I haven't had a drink in four days. I'm going to keep going. And that was December 29th of uh, last year. And so that was 40 weeks ago today or 280 days since my last oh. drink. Wow. So proud of wow. you. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Um, and then that's when I really started to embrace the program. I, I entered the challenge for this year, the Positively Unstoppable Challenge. Um, and I pushed hard every single day. Um, I started watching what I was eating. Um, I went um, more or less gluten-free, dairy-free, obviously alcohol-free. Um, and uh, I've managed to lose a total of 59 pounds um, since January. Wow, I'm just, so proud of you. Just putting in that determination, right? And, um, yeah, I mean, you guys have seen the post, right? You know, discipline, determination, and perseverance. Like, it's not easy, and it's not supposed to be easy. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's pretty much the origin story, guys. Like, it's, it's not wow. pretty. It's, you know, nobody came in and shot my parents or anything like that. It was, you know, as Crystal said, I looked in the mirror. And uh, one day it clicked, so you know what, I'm not happy. Something has to give. So what am I going to do? Who do I want to be? How am I going to get there, right? Um, oh. So and then I started, and I'm glad I, I did because I won't look back now. Wow. I mean, I, I think that's one of the most amazing things when I was looking into your story, Erin, is you can really look at your photos and your story, and you can see the exact moment when you have flipped your worth it switch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, no. it, it, and that's it. Once you realize that you're worth it, and once you, you know, Dallas says it all the time, right? You know, um, never underestimate the power you give yourself by believing in yourself. Yeah. And once I started to believe in myself, man, like he's right, things start to change. <laughs> That's, that's so impressive, man. And, you know, you, you talked about your back injury. And, and uh, man, I, I, I'm not with my back, but I, I remember when I broke into the wrestling business, I, you know, when you're young, you have to carry the ring. You have to help build the ring. And I just remember all the old guys sitting there watching me try to overdo it because I'm trying to make everyone show everyone how good I look and how, uh, how impressive and strong I am. And they're all like, work smarter, not harder. And it takes a little bit of, of, of wisdom and years on you to realize that the, uh, the validity of that statement. <laughs> but um, when, when you're trying to hurt yourself like that, but the back is a very specific kind of debilitating injury. You know, if you hurt your leg, you can baby it and walk on the other leg. If you hurt your arm, you can compensate and use the other arm. The back is so central that, uh, you know, my dad had back injuries years ago, and it literally just it, – it, it crippled his ability to do so many things uh, because it's so central to everything you do. It's very, very hard uh, when you sustain an injury like that. And I can understand how you can, you know, get involved, you know, trying to self-medicate and drink. And uh, the stuff that you've come back from is – I mean, if you can come back from this stuff, you can you can do anything. And I think that once you've harnessed that power, you've been able to become successful doing so. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I agree with that, uh, um, um, you know, full force. Um, it was, like I said, it was, it was as bad. Like when I finally saw the specialist and, and he looked at the x-rays and the MRI, he said, you should be in a wheelchair right now um, is how bad it was. Um, and then even after that, it was months of recovery and, uh, you know, recovering by the bottle. Right. And then, uh, you know, like so many other people, once again, I saw Arthur's story and I'm like, man, and Vance, I said, if these guys can do it, like what's holding me back right now, like this can be done. So, and then, then I just um, started. Like, I, I really, I just needed to jump in and I'm so sorry to cut you off. Um, no, that's okay. So what was your answer to that question? What's holding you back? Myself. Yeah. That's it. It was me. It was me all along. Um, And, you know, there's there's so many wasted moments um, that I have in the last few years. Um, You know, my kids uh, who live with their mom, I get them every other weekend. Um, When I started really reflecting on everything, I started realizing they'd never really seen me sober. I mean, the beginnings of sober, um, but I always had a beer in my hand. You know, I couldn't go for a 10-minute walk around the block unless I'm like, yeah, let me pound a couple beers and I'll bring a traveler with me and let's go for a walk. Like that's, you know, that was the reality of it. Um, So there was so much wasted time. And uh, now, of course, they're at the age where they don't want to necessarily do anything. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, I'm trying to make amends for that now. And uh, that was it. Once I realized, hey, you know what, I'm the problem. I'm the only one that can change this. You know, it's, it's all about choices. You know, that, that is what life is. It's all about choices and which ones you're going to make. Do you realize how so well said. that is? That's huge. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, real quick. I, I, are, do you have your radio on in the background? I think we're getting some pretty good feedback. Crystal is texting me and I can hear it too. Uh, no, sorry. I've, I'm on speaker, so maybe I'll take that off, but I am uh, yeah, in my yoga, I'm in my yoga studio. Hang on. All right. I think it might so be is, is this a little better? Yes. Yes. Much, much better. Okay. Sorry about that. Awesome. Uh, yeah, oh, it's, no it's pretty no empty down here except for my yoga mat. So <laughs> <laughs> no, the, well, you know, thank you. I appreciate that. It sounds way better. Um, okay. Sorry. You know, <laughs> I've I've had my, my I've had my own personal vices, you know, my food obviously, and just the certain things here and there. But you know, alcoholism, I've never had to deal with that. You know, one thing is, you know, I've been through my phases where I've had you know drinks and partying in college and stuff, but it never did it for me. And usually, if I have to drink, I have to like, I just it knocks me out. Like I get so tired. So I I know some functional alcoholics who can knock back eighteen beers in a night. And it's baffling to me because that would put me on the shelf for a month. So when yeah. you're, you know, in that spot where you need that many to kind of maintain, to keep going and stuff, are you able to kind of have a normal life? Does it even you out? Or is it something that just knocks you out of the game like that? Because it seems like it's either way with some people. Some people need to maintain their life. They need to have that many. Or other people, it's, it, it becomes messy. You know what? I don't even think it was either of that. Um, I think part of it was I had built up such a tolerance. 
Um, oh. And I didn't, I didn't drink anything else, right? You know, I'd, I'd have milk, I'd have some water at work, but that was it. That was my drink of choice. Um, and it wasn't that, you know, I needed to have it to have a good time. I think it, it was just there. You know, one turned into two, turned into four, turned into eight. Um, and it just kept going. You know, even in between, I'd have a, you know, maybe a, a swig of milk or some, some water. But I mean, even with that, I, I was never hungry because I was always full um, from drinking all the time. And, uh, but, you know, I, I didn't have, well, I still don't have much of a life. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's my fiance and work. <laughs> well, that's, that's pretty much all it was. You know, I didn't go out and hang out with people. Like, you know, that's, that's the problem is I was drinking by myself, which is something I always promised myself I would never do. So, so when, you, when you're getting sober, do you deal with, I mean, you hear a lot of addicts say once you get sober, that whole like mindless drinking, do you find yourself bored? How do you, how do you kind of keep that out of your mind? How do you keep the boredom at bay? What do you do to kind of, keep yourself on track. You know, I'm sure when you have a downtime, the addict's instinct is to just grab the beer, the mindless beer. Like how do you kind of counteract that? Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's always a struggle. Like every day is a struggle. I want to drink every day. Like it's a, it's a constant battle. Um, and, uh, you know, especially now that it's, it's been nice the last couple months. Um, but I find now, you know, I, I'm up every day at uh, six, six thirty. I'm generally out the door. I hit the gym at seven. I'm there for an hour and a half, two hours, go to work um, for eight to 10 hours, come home, prep dinner, hit the mat for another one or two hours with my fiance. Um, And uh, then we eat dinner and unwind. And then we're in bed by nine o'clock. Like, you know, I don't have time to be bored anymore. You know, I I read every single night. I've read 11 books this year, uh, over 7,000 pages. Um, You know, I'm just trying to stay busy. So any way that I kind of can, bad, I guess. Right. I don't think being busy is a bad thing at all because your brain has missed out on all that stimulate stimulation of, you know, anything new. It was the same old, same old. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, we know that this is all like this program changes lives, right? You know, that's the bottom line. Yep. Um, and with some people it's physical. Like I was lucky enough to, again, you know, lose almost 60 pounds. Now I'm starting to put a lot of that back on for going to the gym and whatnot. Um, but mentally I'm a different person. Emotionally I'm a completely different person now. And that is, that's the biggest win to me. Right. And with that comes so many things like this has been my year. I finally, uh, um, I got a job I've been going after for the last four years. Um, so I get to look after multiple locations now and I get to coach and inspire people from different uh, stores on a daily basis. Um, again, you know, 280 days sober. I'm getting married in 11 days. <laughs> so it, it's, it's, been, uh, it, it's been a pretty emotional year you know it, it's been one heck of a roller coaster and uh you know i i I'm, i don't want to say i wouldn't look back because we do look back you know i want to look back at who i was and what i've become now and knowing that i'm not going back i'm going forward 
Every single day what, I'm going forward. What does your fiance think of all this? Does she see a huge difference in you? Oh, absolutely. You know, she's ecstatic. Like, you know, after we've talked about it and, um, you know, she knew there was a problem, but she never knew how to approach me about it. You know, um, never really brought it up. And, you know, afterwards, uh, she's, she's told me that, uh, you know, she was getting worried and again, didn't know how to approach it. And, you know, she, uh, she's been with me every step of the way. Like, um, you know, we're getting married on our 10 year anniversary and uh, we've known each other for 20 years. You know, she's, she's my best friend. We've been through uh, thick and thin together. And it's wow. at the point now, you know, when we work out every day, like she's generally down here with me every single day. And we hit the mat together and, you know, you know, we're both trying to do what's best for us. So, like I said, it's, it's life-changing. That's incredible, man. Congratulations. And congratulations on the wedding, too. That's awesome. You guys have uh, known That's each it. other a long time, so at least you know what you're getting yourself into, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she knew my kids uh, when they were young, and uh, one of the funny things is uh, her high school bullies my ex-wife. <laughs> so I got a kick out of that now, now who has the last laugh. <laughs> wow, that's, that's, that's like a, that's a Danny McBride movie or something right there. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> that's that's awesome well congratulations that's that's pretty special and you know you can hear in your voice um the more you know the more wins you're getting you know because you know you're getting all these wins this year it's got to be building your confidence you've got to be willing to try things or go for things that you weren't willing to go for just being free from the booze and, and free from the burden of having to maintain that and all that you must be like the future's wide open you know you got you got everything yeah, I mean, that's exactly how it feels. Uh, my confidence is through the roof. Um, you know, it's I, I walk into into work now, and I walk in like I own the place. You know, like uh, I'm an area manager, but I'm not the owner. And I've <laughs> I had people ask all the time, like, hey, are, are you the owner? And it's just from the, the confidence that you exude, right? Like people see that, and people feed off that. And I myself, and uh, I'm an empath as well. And uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, I pick up on people's energy. And once yeah. I realized that people were picking up on my energy, you know, be it positive or negative, I do everything I possibly can now to make it positive. Like um, that, Aaron, yeah. I have a question. Yep. So, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I thought you were finished. Um, I, I was just wondering, um, did you realize how bad you actually felt until you started feeling better obviously were you aware of how bad you were like no not at all um i, I mean half the time i was too drunk to know <laughs> right and right. It, it wasn't until you know once i one of the big changes is once i read positively unstoppable and i started doing the list and i'm like you know what i'm gonna try this gluten-free thing and um, I was always one of those people that made fun of people. Oh, I guess you shouldn't eat gluten. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but as it turns out, like, I'm telling you, it's, uh, that was game changer right there. And I'm like, all right, well, my only other drink of choice is milk. So uh, let's see what happens here. And I switched that. Um, and I feel a million times better. Like it, it's, it's unbelievable how simple things like that and cutting out processed food. 
Um, you know, we always talk about, you know, putting in the work. Well, to me, that is, you know, not only hitting the mat, but it is really watching what you eat because that is really going to change how you feel, right? It's going to yeah. not only change how you feel, but how you look. And, and then, you know, working your, your brain as well. You know, that's why I read every single day. You know, I'm, I'm trying to give my brain a workout as well. Um, and yeah, it's the change is night and day, just how you feel. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, like I said, is there days where I still want to drink every damn day? You know, that, that's, Good for you, that's man. not going to go away. That's addiction, right? But that's how are you going to get past it? You know, we, yep. have, we all have obstacles. That's the bottom line. There's always an obstacle. How are you going to get around it? That's it. That's life. That's such a good attitude. One of the biggest removers for beer around here was any of the beer that we had around for company or whatever the case may be was full of gluten. So can't drink it. It's got gluten in it. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I was drinking. uh, I was drinking Laker Ice, which is like five point five. Again, in Tall Boys. So you you drink eighteen of those. I'm drinking a case of beer a night. Every single night, like it was wow. I, another thing I started doing the math and realizing, man, I'm, I'm like literally, um, you know, I'm pissing away like 10 grand a year. By drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Wow. People don't it's, realize it's that. Crazy I'm, I'm, down I'm, like that. Yeah. And I'm two years smoke free because I started figuring that out. And I was like, you know what? And I quit cold Turkey, which was fun and coffee the same day. <laughs> so like, cause it was a trigger, but I was spending six grand a year on that. I'm like, wow, well, okay, well, time to give this up. That's it for me. That's crazy. You know, my my yeah. wife and I will sit here and we'll be like, well, do we really want to spend, you know, 20 bucks on our gym membership every month? And then we'll rationalize the most insane spending on our on our stupid things that we like. And it's like, but the things that are good for us, we can't really, we can't wrap our head around spending it on something good for us. You know, it's funny how you justify spending money on things, like, without even realizing it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's crazy, and, you know, I had to do that with, with the gym membership. I'm like, yeah, you know what, do I want to spend 20 bucks a month, or am I going to spend $400 for the year, which breaks down to, like, $1,100 or $11 a month, and then get the use out of it? You know, do I want to pay for the DDPY app? We see a lot of people every day, well, I'm not doing this, I can't afford it. It's like, you know what, you know, a lot of people can't, but I bet you can. If you were to give something up. And if you really think about it, like a hundred bucks, uh, that's nothing nowadays, right? You take your family out to, to eat at a restaurant, and guess what? It's going to be over a hundred bucks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's funny where you're where you can, what your brain can justify and what you kind of can't you can't wrap your head around. But you mentioned the uh, the positively unstoppable book, and and I love that you t- you know we're talking about that. So uh, uh, anyone who listens to the show, I've told the story before, but I have such an aversion to the self help stuff. I think I, you know, in my head, it was all Stuart Smalley from SNL. You know, the corny looking in the mirror, you're good enough, you're smart enough, and doggone people like you. You know, I, I just, I just always hated that. And and I remember years ago, DDP had given me an advanced copy of of that when it was coming out, and so that you know we were giving away stuff on the show, and he said to read it, and I told him I'd read it, and I never did, and I never did, and like I just. Knowing the way my life changed when I first got involved in this program and how that, that speech he gave really helped, and all of a sudden, I wouldn't read it. And then finally, out of pure boredom during the pandemic, I picked it up and read it. And I really remembered why 
I got in touch with all of this to begin with and how practical all of the stuff he puts in there. It's not just Gaga. It's not, you know, fluffy bullshit, you know, you know, pretty sounding sayings that don't mean anything. Everything he puts in those books, I, for, I remembered how practical they were and how useful they are. And I know so many people gotten so much out of those books, myself included, and obviously yourself as well. You know, what parts of the book did you kind of really relate to or, or put into use? Because there's so much great, great material in there. Oh, I mean, the, the best part about DDP is he is so fucking real. Like, that is it. You know, pardon my <laughs> language, but, man, he, he's about as real as it gets, right? Um, the parts that really stuck out to me, like, that, the whole living in the 90s. You know, I, I had to help facilitate a meeting yesterday. And, you know, for my part, I used that living in the 90s. And these people had never heard of it. And once I broke it down and explained it to them, they're like, huh, that makes a lot of sense. Like, maybe we should try this in our stores and, you know, get everybody more involved in that way. Um, so seeing that and, and seeing the, the other stories, you know, come through that, you know, uh, Stacy. Um, and, uh, and Terry, you know, reading about their stories and whatnot. And then once you start delving into the nutrition, and I didn't get too deep into it, but enough that I was like, okay, this makes sense. You know, I haven't started phase one or phase two. And, um, but it's, it's, it's the way that he tells it, right? You know, the fact that the guy that doesn't know how to read, you know, at 30 years old, and then decides, you know what, you know, I should probably figure this out. You know, that is... You know, that's the epitome of life right there. You have to figure it out. It doesn't matter what it is. There's something to figure out. Do it. Great point. Go ahead. Sorry. No, sorry, Crystal. I I didn't, I was, go for it. No, I was just going to say, you know, as I'm an empath as well, I tend to absorb, you know, chaos really, really easy. So when things are, I always say, when the shit hits the fan, I usually know long before because I can pick up on it. But, yeah, I, it's, it's hard when you are weighed down or to teach someone um, that they're worth it when you're so bogged down with everything else. So when you start filing everything into um, living life at 90%, uh, that that pretty much has been a game changer even for me because, you know, it's either black or it's white. There's no gray anymore. And it's, it's, it's given me a lot of permission to do a lot of things. Do you find that as well? Um, I mean, yeah. Um, you know, like yeah. I said, it, it's, it's all, you know, I, I, I said this, um, you know, a few weeks ago in a video, um, and some people might take it the wrong way, but everything's in your head. Yeah. It really is. Any and every obstacle in your life is in your head. And again, it's just how are you going to get around it? You know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, diseases and stuff that people have to deal with on a daily basis, you know, as, as Crystal well knows, right? And, yep. and that's it. And, you have to get past it, right? And if you get stuck in your head, you're not going to get past it. 
you're stuck there. That's it. And then you're going to go down that downward spiral. Okay? You're going to start going out of control and you know, woe is me and this and that, you know. But if you really start to realize that you are in control, as long as you can control your mind, you're in control. And once you figure that out, the rest comes easy. You know, I see a lot of people posting that, you know, they're in plateaus and they're not, not losing the weight and, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, I get that. We've been there too. But again, that's in your head. Now get that out of your head and, you know, do a, a 180 and figure that stuff out. You know, what is holding you back? You know, that's the secret. There's no magic pill. No. Everything is you. You're your own magic pill. That's really well said, and and I like the way you put it. You know, there's a lot of people dealing with very real health problems and very real diseases. But like, I like how you said that because even in that moment, there are there's a choice you can make in your head, and the steps that you take, and the, the decisions, and what you do to you know counteract this stuff. It's it's so true, and you know the way you you talked about you know, people having plateaus and all this stuff i see it all the time you know i've been here been in the community the ddpy part of the ddpy universe for 10 years now 12 years now whatever it may be and you see the cyclical nature of it and you know people will say to me they're like ah oh, ddpy didn't work for me and i'd be like yeah it did and they said no no it didn't work and i'm like well what happened? And he goes, well, I stopped doing it because it didn't work. No, it's, and then you, you dig a little bit, you realize it stopped working because you stopped doing it. Because even right. if you're not losing a ton of weight, if you're doing the program and eating the way you're supposed to be eating on the program, it's working. It's guaranteed to work if you do it. You're going to be healthier. You're going to be you know, more fit. You may not lose the weight that you want to. You may hit a plateau. But if you even most diets and exercise programs, if you're doing it, because it's fundamentally based in the, in the food and, and exercise, it's working. And if you dig, it's people decide that it doesn't work for them and they give up on it. And it's all, it's such a mental, you know, it's a mental game we play with ourselves because I don't want to put the emphasis on me. I stopped doing it. So it stopped working. So instead I'm going to say it stopped working for me, but I think there's a very, there's a pandemic. There's an epidemic of people not willing to take their own, uh, you know, their own you know, faults into uh, consideration. And well, I into, think into that anything, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And if you dig deep enough, there's always something more you can do to help yourself. And this coming from somebody who a lot of times doesn't make that choice to help myself. I'm my own worst enemy sometimes, but I know that I probably 95% of my problem yeah, well, hey, that's the first step, man. <laughs> right? That's it. So now, you know, the question is, who do you want to be and how are you going to get there, right? You know, the, the, the biggest thing about this program for me is not necessarily doing the exercises. It's, it's how much it changes your mindset. Because, again, once you can figure that out, like I'm, I'm telling you, like that is the secret. The secret to success is, is you. You know, you know, he always says that it's 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 threefold. It's, it's there's so many different aspects, and the, the exercise is only one part of it. And I think yeah. some of the most important parts of it are the the attitude, the most important part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Was, I mean, you know, sorry, go ahead, Crystal. No, I was just going to say, 
I think one of the biggest realizations is that you realize you're never, even if you're broken, I mean, it's okay if you're broken, clear in half. If you're broken when you start this, guess what? That's how the light gets in. And you know what? We just, um, I don't know, you get yourself in a different place and a different mindset. And once you start committing to yourself, even though you are well aware that brokenness is there, yeah, you know what? You mend that broken, gaping wound with gold. And, I mean, that's perfect. You can't change that. No, and it really is. You know, it's it's one day at a time. You know, it's, it's one yeah. moment at a time. Like, there's... 8,000 or 86,400 seconds in a day, right? How are you going to use that? Like, what, what are you going to do about it? You know, that's, yeah, you're going to really quit, somebody, quit because somebody steals 10, you know, 10% of that away from you? <laughs> no, you just hit harder. Yeah, and that's it. Like, again, that is the secret. Yeah. And you know you're you're somebody who um, you know you, you talked about how how much you you crushed it during the, the the COVID months, and I think that's incredible. And and we've talked about this for years. This the, during the COVID, there was a lot of people making plans. There was a lot of people you know going for it, and some people didn't live up to what they wanted to, and some people just really kind of grabbed the bull by the horns. Do you think the downtime from COVID? And, you know, you know, obviously getting sick and stuff kind of helped push things into to momentum, you know, getting those few days under your belt and stuff. But do you think without COVID, this would have clicked without the downtime, without the, the, uh, the uh, isolation, having to isolate and quarantine? Do you think things would have fallen into place otherwise? Or do you think this was really needed to kind of jumpstart your, your, your change? You know what? I, it, it helped jumpstart it, but unlike so many other people, I didn't quarantine. I was on the front line the entire time. You know, I, I run uh, several quick service restaurants. We didn't close. We were deemed an essential service, right? So through everything, you know, we went through the mask phase and the plexiglass and putting the stupid dots on the floor and everything else. Like I was there every step of the way. Last year I was doing 100 hours a week because nobody was able to work. You know, so much was happening, and we still had to keep the store running because it was, you know, last year was a record year for our organization. It was unbelievable how many people, you know, decided they wanted to eat out. So, you know, that didn't really change anything for me. You know, that just gave me more of a drive, and seeing all these, you know, know, people um, instead of taking care of themselves, you know, kind of binging and going overboard. I think that's what clicked for me. And I'm like, man, I, you know, I love what I do, but, you know, I, I don't eat at my restaurant every day. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make healthy decisions. And once I realized that, I'm like, man, you know what? I'm on the floor every day. I'm hitting that mat every single day. Um, you know, I haven't missed a day since uh, January 9th. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing for it, right? I, I see a lot of these people. You see JJ with her 2,000, right? You know, John Venable with his 1,300. Like, there's some, there's some great names out there that are they're pushing and, and being consistent. And that, again, is one of the other secrets. You've got to be consistent. You know, that's part of putting the work in. And that doesn't mean you've got to go hard every single day. 
you know, I, I tried that, uh, you know, the 90-day jack program, and I think I got 75, 80 days in, and I was like, I'm, I'm exhausted. I, I'm not even going to be able to make it the other 90. It's time to step it back and get back to basics. <laughs> and, you know, for me, that was tough because I was one of those, you know, I kind of, I started in chair and started beginner, and now I'm doing inversions. Right. The forearm stand is like my favorite thing in the world to do. So as soon as they're like, okay, we're going to get in the plank, I'm like, all right, guess I'm going up. <laughs> and, you know, I, I wasn't able to do that until I buckled down and started doing it. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I still, I worked, you know, 8 to 12 to 14 hours a day and came home and, and still found time to do it, right? So, as I said, pandemic, it didn't really affect me like it affected a lot of people. So, if you know you, somebody who's in 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 the muck right now, if you will, somebody who's in the throes of addiction, uh, just you know unhealthy living, it's hard to see the the forest from the trees or the field from the trees, mm-hmm. whatever that saying is. You know when you're yeah. in it, and that that seems to be the you know every addict kind of has a similar story of I you know recovering addict says I never could see my how a way out of it because when you're in it it's it's both comfortable and hell and yep you're on the other side of it now where you found a block of sobriety and anybody who's in where you were and feeling that hopelessness and just can't see a way out of it what kind of advice do you have to get that first few steps under their belt to make some significant changes try i mean that's it you got to try it's it's not going to be easy and it has to be one day at a time. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very big on planning. Um, you know, it's, it's part of my job description. I have to plan. I have to plan ahead. Um, so I, I did the same. It's like, you know what? I'm going to make it seven days. I'm going to plan to go seven days. And once I got that, okay, well, I'm going to shoot for three more. Let's go for 10. And then I started increasing it by five. Um, you know, but again, like it, Every single day is a constant battle. You know, it can be one wrong thing that happens. And I go, you know what? I really want that drink. And then I have to go back and think of my why. Because that's, you know, you know, I've been talking a lot about the secret. That's one of the other ones, right? Find your why. And my why was my family. Um, and, and being there for them. Um, because, you know, realistically, I, you know, I, I probably would have, you know, gotten a car accident or something by now, like, um, but I started taking it one day at a time, one moment at a time. That's all you can really do. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to, uh, early on touch base with, uh, with Jeremy Landry. And uh, knowing that he had a fairly similar story and, and we talked and, you know, since then I've, I've connected with so many people that are on a journey of sobriety. Um, and one of my whys um, was not only to be sober, but to help inspire other people to show that it can be done. And even if it is one day, one moment at a time, right? One feeling of inadequacy at a time and realizing that you're better than that. You know, you can be better than that, but you have to want it. 
Like, that's it. You know, you got to start, but you have to be ready and you have to want it. I'm so proud of you. That's that's my advice. (laughs) Well, that sounds like one hell of a lie to me. And I have one hell of a reason to keep pushing. And you've got so much on the horizon. You're getting married in 11 days. And, man, I'm so happy for you, man. You could really hear the passion in your voice. And you could hear the the optimism and the hope on the other side. And I'm really happy for you. I hope you'll come back and, and, and check in with us down the line. Let us know how you're doing and follow up with us. But, man, I appreciate you coming on here and, and telling your story. And uh, I'm really excited for you. And congratulations on on the wedding and congratulations on all the success. And uh, you're the reason why DDPY keeps moving forward because there's people like you inspiring other people to inspire other people. And it's that chain of command of people who just, you know, letting people know that it's possible and they can do it. And it's not going to be easy, but it's possible. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, like I said, that's, that's really what I, what I set out to do, especially, you know, in the last six, seven months, um, you know, once I got past that first hurdle, it's, I want to be here to inspire other people and show them they can do it. So, you know, next up is going to be certification so I can, you know, teach this and, and mm. help teach the mindset. Right. That's awesome. so, yeah. Well, I, I, I love it. And, um, you know, speaking of, uh, you were talking about the sobriety and, and, you know, getting healthier and stuff. And I just wanted to also just shout out to Scott Anderson, who last week uh, came out and told us that, you know, he had, he had struggled and, and broke his sobriety after 19 years. And he called us from a rehab center in Tampa, Florida, um, which was really brave to do because he really wore his sobriety yep. on his chest for a long time. And uh, to hear him, you know, come out and tell people that he fell and he struggled and he needs help just like everybody else. Um, I thought that was really inspiring and a really brave move to do. So, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and it was, and, and he was right. Whatever it was, uh, one thousand thirty-one and one, right? Like, yep. yes, like that's it. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, you know, our, our best to him and everybody out there struggling. There's a lot of people who thought they had the sobriety thing down. You hear the story all the time, and COVID created a lot of loneliness and a lot of despair and, and struggle for people. And really tested people, you know, addicts with 20, 30 years sobriety under their belts. So, uh, you know, as you are, are fresh to, uh, you know, cleaning up, you know, there's a long way to go. And I think it's pretty remarkable to know that, like, it is possible to just pick it up, you know, pick yourself up and, and, and go for it again, that, that 1,031 in, in one deal. All that success doesn't go out the window. All that success is is just more knowledge and learning and uh, experience for you to keep fighting. So fight the good fight if you're out there fighting. And uh, I love that we have people like you in the DDPY com- community who's an ambassador for people like that who's struggling. And, and uh, I can see you're going to do a lot of great things in the DDPY community for a long time to come. And I'm excited to see you get certified and married, and I, I really hope you'll come back and check in with us again. Yeah, you guys better believe it. You better be ready for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Crystal, for, for putting this together. You, Another amazing show. Uh, thank you, Aaron, and uh, congratulations. And I'm really, really glad uh, we had you on today, and, and especially after talking to Scott last week because, uh, you know, two different people in two different, you know, places of sobriety, I think it's a really important thing to, to talk about. 
And I know that there's a lot of recovering addicts here in the community, uh, a lot because of, you know, the Jake the Snake connection. That story was so public and so helpful for so many people. Yeah, that's, that's certainly helped as well, yeah. So, uh, absolutely. Well, thank you. And, uh, Crystal, great job as always. Yes. Uh, thanks thank for, for giving me the boost of energy that I needed. Uh, I say this every time, but, like, you know, today was one of those days it was just gloomy and cloudy and blah out, and I was dragging ass. And every time I'm dragging ass and I come on here with you guys, I always feel like uh, afterwards I can take on the world. It's like a, it's like a shot of espresso. So uh, <laughs> I love doing this, and I, I love talking with you every week, and I thank you for everything you've done. And you're crushing you. it on the social media stuff, um, Facebook, Instagram. I don't even know. I don't. I hate social media. You know this, Crystal. I'm the I'm <laughs> yeah, first to it. So I, 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 I know that you, you pretty much have DDP radio everywhere. And uh, you're sending me the stats. I don't know what any of them mean, but they seem pretty, pretty impressive. So uh, thank you for everything you do as well. You are very welcome. All right. Well, we will be back with another brand new episode of DDP Radio, and uh, we're we're moving into October. And then I can't believe we're right around the corner from the holidays. It's, life moves way too fast sometimes, but uh, you know, keep tuning yeah. in and keep. Checking in with us every week. And, uh, Crystal, I know yeah. that the DDPY community, they have a demand. They say it's like, um, you know, if, uh, say, uh, uh, AHA is doing a concert and they don't play Take On Me, everyone's like, what the hell? I came to see Take On Me. And that's why people tune into DDP Radio. And if I was to leave without having the Crystal quote of the week, there would be pitchforks and flaming torches at my door. Because that's what the people come for. That's what they want. So, Crystal, send us out with a bang, a quote of the week, and then we'll fly on into the uh, DDP Radio Wonderland. So I attached this quote to all the background stuff I did for Aaron's um, spot on the show tonight. So this is a quote that I had in mind for him. So the first step towards getting... Somewhere is to decide that you are not going to stay where you are and JP Morgan. Wow. You're not going to stay where you are. That's, that's hopeful. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's simple, powerful and hopeful. And uh, I'm simple and hopeful, maybe a little powerful, (laughs) but two out of two out of three ain't bad. Right. Just ask me, Lil. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll awesome. be back next well, week. Thank you, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Aaron Gogert, uh, Crystal. Hey, no uh, problem. We'll Thanks for having me, guys. See you guys. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Cheers. We'll talk to you soon. And uh, I guess I'm going to try to stall for two more seconds because I'm looking for the outro because I'm never prepared for the <laughs> ending. But well, I'll, I I'll finish it. the way I always do then. Remember, Warriors, be positively unstoppable and own your life. There you go. What he said. Now hit that back. Checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Paige. Oh, oh, diamond Cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond wow. Cutter out of the power bomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.